It's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody and Ōtautahi Christchurch. And the A2 Milk Company has been given the go-ahead to sell infant formula to the U.S., Kia ora, Michael. Yes, as you may have heard in the business news, A2 Milk has been given the all-clear to sell its formula products in the United States. US food regulators relaxed import policies earlier this year after a product recall of a major formula brand led to severe shortages. Chief Executive David Bortolusi says they've just been given the green light to export product there. So we have the capacity with Tinlay to produce up to 9 million cans over the next nine months. However, you know, that is dependent upon the extent of the crisis at the moment in the US and our customer demand. So at this stage, at this early stage, we're expecting to supply up to 1 million cans of product through to the end of our financial year, which is 30 June next year. And all of those sales would be in the second half of our financial year because we need to produce the product, ship it, and the sales would not occur until next year. David Bortolusi says shipment of product is expected to begin next month. So at the moment, the FDA has provided enforcement discretion and approval until the 6th of January for us. But they've also put in place a transition plan and framework that enables those that have what's called enforcement discretion, which we've just been granted, to potentially stay in the market right through to 2025, whilst we follow through with a plan to deliver on FDA's full requirements for long-term approval. So if we meet that plan, we can stay into the market for several years and then hopefully for the longer term as well. He says A2 Milk has been working to expand its reach into the billion-dollar US market for several years and the approval's a big win for their pharma suppliers. For our farmers, it means that we should be able to procure more supply through our partners in my milk to supply the US. And for our business, it provides us with the opportunity to develop our brand further in the US over time because we have spent the last seven years developing our milk brand in the US and this provides us the opportunity to develop our brand in the infant milk formula market. That's David Bortolusi from A2 Milk. And Fonterra has also applied to send infant formula to the United States but hasn't heard back from regulators yet. Ongoing shipping delays are affecting fruit exports, with some companies opting to sell their crop domestically to avoid problems. Ellen Sparks and her family run a stone fruit orchard in the Waitaki Valley near Kurao. She says they normally export most of their apricots to Australia and Europe, but that's changed since the pandemic. But the last couple of seasons, with the way everything's changed with COVID and the way the shipping's gone, we've just sent it domestic. She says shipping is still looking difficult for the upcoming harvest in January and February, so they're still only going to sell within New Zealand. Yeah, you'd get better prices for export, which is why we head down that path. But yeah, with the way the shipping's been in the last couple of years, the fruit's ended up sitting for a long time, can't um, go offshore, and then it just sort of falls to pieces and you don't really get anything for it. Meanwhile, Apple Grower and Exporter Scales Corporation says shipping issues and COVID lockdowns in China means it's behind in selling its export crop. Managing Director Andy Borland says 79% has been sold compared to 90% at the same time last year. The real reason is, is the de- just the delay with getting the containers and the shipping, uh, getting the logistics going. You know, it was a, it was a disrupted year for shipping, um, and particularly with the lockdowns in China. So port schedules were disrupted and yeah so it's really just going to be a uh, you know a longer selling season due to those sort of uh, factors. Andy Borland says the company will still sell the five million carton export crop it's just taking longer this year. 
Heavy rain on the west coast has only caused minor damage to farmland. The Met Service says around 500 millimetres fell in the ranges in the last 24 hours, with between 100 and 200 mils falling closer to the coast. But the rain is now easing and river levels are dropping. Beef breeder Simon Cameron, who's based near Haast, says it was very wet overnight. We had a pretty rough night, I guess, but it yeah, wasn't too bad really waking up. I was probably expecting the river to be a wee bit higher than what it was, but... In all honesty, it's the West Coast. We get anywhere between six and eight metres of rain a year. And we have had occasions where we get 750 mils of rain over a 48-hour period. And that's when we really we get to a point where we need to start worrying. But yeah, it certainly hasn't been that bad. Simon Cameron says he's heard of some minor damage on farms along the coast, with a few fences down and shingles spread across paddocks. Meanwhile, farmers hoping for some relief from the wet conditions that have plagued parts of the country over the past few weeks could still have smatterings of rain this summer. Niwa's latest climate outlook shows a La Nina weather system will come into force over the next three months. Meteorologist Chris Brandolino says that means rainfall is expected to be at normal or above normal levels and temperatures will be higher than average, which could lead to drought in some areas. I think the main theme as we walk away from this next three months will be warmer than average temperatures for much of the country, in particular the North Island. We expect even eastern areas, I say even because La Nina is going to be the main climate driver, and that generally brings more east to northeast winds than usual, so a reduction of westerlies. And when you have an east to northeast wind, areas like the east of the North Island, east of the South Island, They generally have a bit more cloud, um, maybe even a bit more precipitation, rainfall, uh, particularly North Island. But what that flow does is that can kind of mute the number of hot days. We're talking days greater than 25 Celsius. Chris Brandolino. And lastly, beef export values have fallen sharply as demand weakens during a typically quiet time of the year. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowd says September's total beef average export value came in at $10 a kilo, down 35 cents a month on month compared to August. September's value came in at $10 a kilo, um, which was about 35 cents a kilo month on month down compared to August. If we look at the whole uh, 20 122 season, the beef average export value peaked in July and it's been on its way down since. Now, a decline during that period is normal, but look in US dollar terms, the decline has been steeper and that just reflects how much that low exchange rate has been cushioning declining beef export returns. That's Mel Crowd and that's the Rural News. Koirate Purungo o Tensai Whenua.